one, see I'm the goddess one No, I'm not the one one, but I'ma fucking turn up Until I see the morning sun Set that tiger bone, got the henny up <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness No more pussy for bitch niggas, cause y'all fucking up These bitches fucking on each other, man's enough Wow, here we go. Welcome back to the Conman Podcast. We are doing a an episode. This is the episode that's going to be coming out uh, Thanksgiving week. Fantastic. We're doing we're doing a double show today. Yeah. Yeah, we... Um, I was thinking about it. I didn't know if I wanted to do an episode that week, but it's a big travel week. So just giving you guys something to listen to. We're working extra hard to bring the content. Yeah, all but my own. Mm. <laughs> I've been working on everybody else's shows. I have neglected my show, but um, that should that should be fixed shortly. Oh, oh no. <laughs> when, yeah, once you leave, I'll start scrambling. Yeah, get Skeleton Factory back back in order. Adam's been sick. He's he's getting over something. Yeah, I've I've been in poor health lately. So yeah, it's getting getting used to Texas again. You were gone for about a week and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was on the West Coast, and then I went all the way to the East Coast, and I think I'm all settled back in now. Takes a while. Takes a while. It does take a while. Yeah, it's. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about this episode. Uh, the last two days I spent. Probably over what, like twelve hours, just researching both of these shows. Just real fun stuff. Um, of course, I mean, well, you'll, you'll, I mean, by the time this one's out, you already know about last week's, uh, the 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 one from last week. But I really want to talk about some Bill Clinton stuff because we haven't talked about Bill Clinton or the Clinton family in a really long time. Yes, William Jefferson. Yeah. He's uh yeah why why doesn't he go by his actual name William Jefferson yeah well his his name is uh what's his, what's Bill Clinton's like real name it's like um it's not William Jefferson Clinton it, so it is William Jefferson that's his name he has he goes by a different name they used to call him Slick Willie and shit during the Monica Lewinsky uh, scandal that's his name his name is William Jefferson Clinton no it's William Jefferson Blythe the third. That's his birth name. Yeah, but when he was president, when he put his hand on the Bible and raised his right hand. Why did he change his name to Clinton? So that he can lie in his oath. He's like, well, <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton vowed to uh, protect the Constitution of the United States. Not William <laughs> Jefferson Blythe. <laughs> and then I can be a Blythe on the humanity. Wait, when did he change his name? When did he start going by Clinton? That's interesting to me now. Yeah, Obama did that too. Didn't he changed his name? What was his real name? I don't know. His name was probably fucking Alibaba. Fucking yeah. His name was fucking his wife's Barack. name. Rock. Was... Name was Barry Kenya. Wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> all presidents are related, right? Yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson, like George Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> he looks more like a Jefferson. He's like, I can't run for president and be a first black president and be. President Jefferson, that's two on the nose. That would be hilarious. You gotta you're you're literally a slave child. But then you'd be like, oh see, I can't lie about being an actual American citizen. Because I was a Did that ever get we we never actually got his birth certificate, did we? No. No. Fucking lied. 
Yeah. Which I, I've never got, I've never went too deep down that one because I've never like, I've never really like questioned where he was from. Cause I'd never, I didn't really care as much back then. Yeah. But I guess I, I guess I look into that later on. I mean, there are some people that are like, they're, they're, they're really into that one. That he's from Kenya? Yeah, that he's from Kenya or like he's some kind of time traveler. There's, there's a lot of weird. <laughs> there's like this theory about how he's related to um, one of the, the pharaohs in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets uh, the guy and the wife looks just like Michelle or Michael Obama, like identical. But I've never like I, I just kind of <laughs> heard this on a podcast. I don't even know if it was true or not. I was like, oh, that's that could be could be pretty interesting. Yeah. But but like I said, it's like nothing you can really prove, or it's just it's just kind of like something fun to piss off people. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, why? I like what's. Besides, he's not a uh, a bo- American born citizen, because mm-hmm. I guess that would be the controversy. Not that there, because there's nothing inherently wrong with being from Kenya. But no, if, but if you're from Kenya and you try to run for president of the United States, like that's not legally allowed. Yeah, but somehow there was some sort of exception made for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, yeah, he, and then his his uh, ID was a Hawaiian one, which is is pretty easy to to fake just like a, a what was his name on super bad it was a well wasn't he built in or oh, built he was born in um hawaii mm-hmm. which is like mclovin that's his name mclovin it's like bro that's that's barely the Bar- united states that's like saying puerto rico's the united states yeah he's barack mclovin he has a fake id it's like you're hawaiian that's another country yeah yeah you ever go to hawaii it doesn't feel like america you never like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in America right now. You feel like you're in you a diff- you don't feel like you're in America, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. It's, Hawaii is beautiful. It's, yeah, people there are very pleasant, and mm-hmm. um, I think that they have a very beautiful culture and everything. It's just just doesn't feel like United States. No, nor, nor would I want like the rest of the United States to try to adopt Hawaiian culture because it's like, how do you do that in like Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like island life is like you have to be there for it. You can't just like recreate like there's no little Hawaii yeah. district in fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Chinatown. It's yeah. like, it's like, there's no, you know, it's like Hawaii. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be there for it. Yeah. This is Hawaii town. Hawaii. Our, our culture is just pineapples, pineapples, mm-hmm. coconuts. Yeah. And, uh, Serving. And having your sugar stolen, <laughs> fucking pussies, and and taro root, mm. that is very mm. true. Wait. I'm going to look up Barack Obama's birth certificate. Yeah, that's, see what comes that down. that that's for a future episode. We we will de- maybe we'll we'll get into the Barack Obama is is he an an actual citizen? <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure YouTube would love that episode. Sure. When we're when we're back up. We'd, and we're we're almost at our one year anniversary. We we got about um, really yeah. January was when we first started, so that 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 might be a good anniversary episode. Is <laughs> Obama a fucking? Is he is he a foreigner? Maybe. Maybe he. Um, 
His his uh, apparently he's Barack uh, Hussein Obama the second. Oh, who? he's Barack Obama Jr. Oh wow! His dad's name was Barack Obama. Oh, it, doesn't his dad have like a crazy Twitter? There's like it's either him or his brother that fucking hates him. There and he's like he loves <laughs> Trump. It's wild. Yeah, I think it's his brother. His brother fucking hates him. Really? Yeah. Look into that because I, I I remember going. It's it's either a guy pretending to be Barack Obama's brother or it's actually him and he's a fucking maniac and he's a big Trump guy. Yeah, it says Obama was born in Honolulu. Mm. Likely story. Yeah, I um Yeah, I just I I don't know. It's uh I don't know. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think it's I think it's a weird rule. Yeah. That like you have to be an American citizen to be president of the United States. And that might be controversial. But I mean to a certain extent. Yeah. I think you should have you should have been an American you can't be an American citizen for like a week and then run for president. But let's say if like Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to run for president in like two thousand eight or something, I like I would have been like, Yeah. Go yeah, why not? It's, but he's a I, citizen. I think if you've been here for long enough. Yeah. I mean, he's technically a citizen. He's not, wasn't born here, but I think he's been here long enough. And he's contributed enough to, to our culture and our culture. Mm-hmm. Like he invent, he, like he is, if you, if you just say, who do you think of? Who springs to mind mm-hmm. if I say American 80s action films? You're either, you're either thinking of Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. There, there's no one in between. Just an Austrian bodybuilder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think he's been around long enough where he cannot be the Manchurian candidate. All right? He's not going out there. Or maybe. Isn't in, like, the whole Manchurian candidate where they're, like, <laughs> sleeper cells? Imagine him being an 80-year-old sleeper cell. I mean, I think he's a fucking weirdo now. But I, yeah. think, I think that's just him being old and out of touch. Yeah. But also, like, I don't, I never thought of him as, like, a conservative dude. Yeah, because he, he did run as a Republican and won in California, which is amazing. Which is, isn't that weird to think about now? Yeah. Because he, when did he run, like, in early 2000s? Early 2000s. I remember when he ran against Cruz Bustamante. Wow. He beat a Mexican? He beat a Mexican <laughs> in California for president. Yeah, who's, who's, who's a better immigrant? That's what that should have, that's, that's what they should have ran on. Who's the better immigrant? Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it would that's, probably be that, the Mexican because that's what, that's what Trump was talking about, right? He's like, we should we should let people into the country that actually are uh, they bring something to the country. Yeah, that's, that's not meaningful. Yeah, maybe that's what he meant. He was talking about people like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. He did bring so he brought a lot. Mm-hmm. But if that was the case, then we would just have a bunch of Indian doctors. That's all we would have, Men, for, which would which would be a good thing. What, running for office? Or, like, just coming into the country. Yeah, no, I wouldn't vote for that. Nah, nah, I don't want more, more fucking Indian doctors. I want, I want a bunch of, bunch of Mexicans that, um, that, that, that are, that are going to pick our berries. <laughs> that's what, that's what the, that's what these people on the left will say. They're like, well, who's going to pick your berries? Like, fuck you. That, White people. That's just, that, like, so you're saying that Mexicans are only good for picking your fucking, like, cleaning your shit? That. <laughs> these are these real privileged, like kind of 
it's I guess you call it, them Democrats or left-leaning people. It's stupid because no one says that about construction. Mm-hmm. Or if you're working on, uh, what was it, fucking, uh, I don't know what the fuck they call it in Texas. In California, they call it Caltrans. So when you're out, when they're like rebuilding the freeway mm-hmm. and there's like a dude in a fucking orange vest who's redirecting traffic and he's, yeah. you know, spraying lines and shit on the fucking freeway. Mm-hmm. Like that's standing outside all fucking day or like digging ditches on the side of the, like that's, no one's like, well, if fucking you didn't have Mexicans, your fucking apartment wouldn't have got built. It's like. They're building, they've been building an apartment across the street from here for two years. Mm-hmm. And it's the most goddamn diverse group of men that I've ever seen. There's yeah. white dudes and black dudes, Mexican dudes, Asian guys out there. Yeah. But no one's like, who's going to build your foot? It's like, who would fucking pick the berries? Fucking people who aren't Mexican. Yeah. you. Yeah. Act, it's like, what, Asian people aren't good enough to fucking, is that beneath them? We would, we would figure it out. Yeah, if you want equality, you gotta spread that down to fucking low labor jobs, and you can't just assume you can't assume that certain ethnicities. That's racist. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what white people wouldn't pick berries. Yeah, if someone was like, "Yo, kid, we'll pay you fucking fifteen dollars." If somebody told me when I was in high school, "We'll pay you fifteen dollars an hour to go pick berries in that field that's next to your house," Sweet. I'd have been like, "Dude, that's a lot of money." Yeah, I, w- I would take it. Yeah, but I'm, like I'm outside all the time, anyways. But like speaking of like equality and diversity, you know who really believes in that kind of stuff is Barack the, Obama, the Clinton, the Clintons that will murder anybody. <laughs> they'll kill black people. They'll yeah. kill women, now, uh, now men, children. They, why, anybody. Why would the Clintons want to kill anybody? Because they, they're well. First off, they're psychopaths, especially uh, Bill. Bill's Bill's a he's a pedophilic psychopath. Yeah, and but anyone those, that crosses them, but like, do those things necessarily go hand in hand? Yeah, because I feel like most pedophiles are not overtly violent because they want to keep their pedophilia under wraps, so they're not trying to hmm. physically like kill people and bury them in the woods or anything. But this, like this is another level. A pedophile. Oh, he's okay. he is a monster. Mm-hmm. He will. I mean, he's he's straight out of like a, a of a mobster movie, but on the on like a on a level where he's where he was literally running the world. When you're the United yeah. States president, you you're one of the global leaders. One of the like everyone. I know what cares. The, president of the United States does. Yeah, like we're the most powerful country in the world, and he was running the fucking world. And in order for him to do that, and we've talked about this before, is he had to do some really bad, awful shit. Like, he made deals with the CIA, and they're just like, you got to do this. You have to let them do drug drops from Central America into your country, and if any, and no one can find out about it. If they do, then you have to fucking take them out. And no snitches, nothing. This is this is how it was ran. Now, this is like um, the Michael Rupert perspective would be that um, drugs being brought into the United States and, and law enforcement agencies, intelligence agencies, politicians, like mm. why are they complacent or allowing or being directly involved in doing that? And Michael Rupert's perspective is that it is to support the economy. Yep. The, the whole, the Iron Contra affair. Yeah. It was. It's not. It, it's not it, like Scarface, where it's just like one guy gets super rich. It's like no, it no. needs. It's to support the American economy. Yeah, 
it's a it's a money laundering Ponzi scheme that they're they're robbing Citibank. everyone else. And we have an episode about FTX that 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 will be the episode we do that you listened to last week. We're in the future right now, yes, but the the like the, this country is known for its money laundering schemes, and Iron Contra is one of their biggest money laundering scheme up until last week. It's <laughs> uh, a good run. It's a good run. Yeah, it's pretty good. They had a good one. It's massive. If you haven't listened to the FTX episode, I, I'm assuming it's a good episode because we're in the future. Um, or it was a good episode because we were in the future. But yeah, um, yeah. so this is the first time we've talked about the Clintons in this studio because we know we're safe and they can't find us. And there's no way they can get through your door because it's impossible to get into your apartment. I mean, unless they use some sort of sound wave technology. Oh, we talked about that with the frequencies. That's a good yeah, one. Some sort of frequ- frequency uh, weapon. Yeah, they, they, there's a high, there's high energy weapons and there's frequency weapons. Fun stuff, man. There's so many things we can talk about on this show. But but the the fun thing the 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 crazy thing about the Clintons is they can talk about like murdering people and, and fucking kids. And everyone just kind of laughs about it. Like, Oh yeah, you know them. <laughs> That's how fucking powerful these people are. Really? Yeah. Like when you're talking about the, Oh, did the Clintons get them? Oh, Robin. It's like a, it's like a joke now. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean like just last week there was that video circulating with that reporter that was talking to Bill Clinton about his involvement with Jeffrey Epstein. And there you just yeah. kind of like laughed it off. No one's talking about that anymore. That's just gone now. They're just like, yeah. well, whatever. It's just, it's all, it's all Billy being Billy, old Billy Blythe Clinton, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about that. I just feel like uh, there's just certain people who are above the law. Yeah, and that's, it, and that's, and that's, that's how it's always been, and that's. What's going on now? He just fucking he just knows there's nothing we can do about it. That that's yeah. that's just it. Like in and, and when you when you dig into his history, this is what we want to get into today with the kids on the on the on the tracks. And we've talked about this before, but I really want to do a, a real deep dive into this one because it's it's when I when I did the research on this, it's like it's so corrupt and awful, it's almost funny. Cause you can't. It's it's almost unbelievable. You're just like, what? No way. No way that fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. It's just like, it's almost. It's almost like a. It's like a. It's like watching, uh, that show on Netflix. Um, the the one with Jason Bateman. Um, cuties. Yeah, cuties. <laughs> I can never remember titles of things, and you always say cuties on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if that's um, on Netflix anymore. Yeah, but that show with Jason Bateman, um, where they're running that Ozark. Ozark. It's almost like Ozark, but way worse. Like there, and like you, you're seeing the stuff that happens with Ozark. You're like, weeds. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's some of the stuff that you're just like, no fucking way they got away with that. There's no way they would be able to get away with that level of corruption, but they did. And some of the characters in here are fucking hilarious. Hilariously incompetent, but they get away with it. It's like burn after reading or something, <laughs> where everyone is just fucking stupid. Yeah. And you're just like, how did this happen? It's like, well, it's like no one's no one's checking for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, 
No one's. Uh, that's what I think it is. I think, in retrospect, it's like when something fucked up happened, people are like, "How did no one see this coming?" It's like, well, no one's checking for that, bro. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like Jeffrey Dahmer. Everyone was. If you watch the Netflix fucking thing, they're just like, the police failed the black community <laughs> yeah. and the gay community. It's like, no one was thinking about motherfuckers eating people and fucking boiling down their bodies in acid and shit in, you know, 1990. No one was, that wasn't something that you profile for. Yeah. So, yeah, of, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. That's what I think is going on with like situations like like what we're going to discuss today. It's just people weren't checking for it. Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, people find out about it and they're like, oh, really? Well, yeah, with, with this. So what happened, this happened on August 23rd, 1987 at 4.25 a.m., a train engineer reported running over two teenagers. The engineer told authorities the boys were motionless and lying on their backs. He said their bodies were covered by a tarp from the waist down. But what... So when this first happened, everyone just thought these kids fell asleep on the train tracks and got ran over. That was like the accepted story. His parents accepted it. At, well, both of their parents accepted this story because this is what the medical examiner said. Mm-hmm. And there, and then like the more people were like, no, there's something missing from the story. So like people started investigating. They're like, oh, there's a lot of holes in the story. But um, like the fr- the start off at the crime scene, a rifle and flash flashlight were found nearby. No one knows why they ended up on the train tracks, but like there was this rifle, but they it was never put into evidence. It was just like it, it was just kind of put on the on the truck. Like you could see it whenever they had all the all the TV coverage of it. Mm-hmm. You would you would see a rifle there in the truck where they're investigating. But they're like, what's what's going on with that that rifle right there? Oh, 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 that's nothing. Um, yeah, and then like the there's I talked to talked to you about before the show started. Like the guy that was doing the autopsy, medical like they had a state medical examiner named Fami Malak, and he said that Kevin Ives and Don Henry, those are the two kids that died, were smoking pot and passed out on the tracks and were then run over by the speeding train. It was it was so bad that they had to take him off the case. Like it, he was, he he said they smoked twenty marijuana cigarettes, and then they fell asleep, and like they uh, even like he he said they were not murdered. He's like those boys just fell asleep, and like people were like, no, there, there there's something more to this. Yeah, and they started investigating it more. And they had to. It was so bad, they had to take him off the case. Mm-hmm. So they brought on this guy named Doctor Joseph Burton. He was a forensic pathologist, and he was from out of state. And uh, he, his conclusion was it was a homicide case that these kids were murdered before they were put on that on those train tracks. They found that that Don Henry was stabbed in the back, and Kevin Eyes was smashed by a rifle the, the rifle butt before being placed on the railroad tracks. In Burton's autopsy of Kevin Ives, he found out that medical examiner Malak had saw and mutilated the skull so bad he couldn't tell where the original skull fractures were. <laughs> he completely mutilated his skull. So this is... The, but they they didn't attribute his smashed skull to the train? Uh, 
No, I guess guess not. Well, that's I think that's what they were trying to figure out. Yeah. But whenever he saw, I guess their head was still in place when they got hit because he was able to like open them up. They were able to cut his head open. So I'm assuming his his head was not did not explode by a train hitting him. It must yeah. have like mangled the rest of their bodies. Mm, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I've heard stories of people getting hit by trains who've passed out on train tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Well, that's why I was more accepted because they're like, oh, that's... I that's- think, yeah, I think it ha- has happened enough times where people were like, yeah, sure, why can't you just fall asleep on train tracks? Even though it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it does happen. Like the guy who... Like the guy who uh, allegedly killed Kurt Cobain. I don't want Courtney Love to sue us. Mm-hmm. The guy who allegedly killed Kurt Cobain... He died on the tra- on train tracks. That's a that's a good one. I remember being told about that one. Yeah. That uh, um, his name was El Duce. Cor- Courtney Love was like having an affair with this guy, right? No, she used to have like a lot of affairs. No, I, I mean she was she. I don't know if she was having an affair, but I know that she approached the guy to kill Kurt Cobain, and he may or may not have done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I don't think he did. But he did mysteriously die by getting hit by a train people accepted that that whole thing too he shot himself in the head with a shotgun that's pretty fucking hard yeah that yeah that's the thing they say they're like oh that's weird they he killed himself and then the guy who was who said on camera that he was propositioned to kill him Mm -hmm. mysteriously dies by getting hit by a train yeah Mm. And that was that was the whole thing they said they said he got drunk and fell asleep on train tracks and got hit by a train yeah, I mean, I, I I won't rule that out unless you find something where he was. But two people together sleep, falling asleep on a train track is. Yeah, that's hmm. that's that's a little much. It's a little much. Hmm, I think that's that's a good idea for a future ep- episode. Court, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, who, <laughs> the Kurt Cobain. Who, who uh, fucking killed Kurt Cobain? Oh no, I think people are still trying to figure that out right now. Yeah, that's a fun one. That might be a Patreon episode. We don't know. So yeah, so. So let's talk about this guy Fami Malak because he's infamous. His his some of his cases are so bad that they're almost funny. Mm-hmm. If I mean they are funny, not if you're like the family of these people, these victims. So this guy has been used by the Clintons to cover up some of the deaths close to him. He is he's he's a corrupt medical examiner that has made some pretty questionable rulings. There is a case of Raymond Albright who was shot five times in the chest and Malak ruled it as a suicide or James Dewey Milan, who was a missing person and was found with a severed head. But Malak ruled that he died of an ulcer. <laughs> you say that again. Uh, I need to hear that said out loud again. James Dewey Milan, who was a missing person was found with a severed head, but Malak ruled that he died of an ulcer. Mm. Drink that in. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I am not a doctor, but that doesn't, that doesn't wash in my <laughs> world. He he explained that when this when when Milan died, his dog ate his head completely, even the fucking skull. Dogs don't do. He he's thinking of a pig. 
I mean, I've heard of people's pets, like, starting to eat their owners when they get trapped inside the house. Mm -hmm. They'll start eating their face or try to, like, eat through their fucking stomach cavity. Something about the liver or kidneys or something. Like, they can, like, smell it. Yeah. And they try to, like, eat that or something. Like, I've heard of... But eating... They said, how much of the... How much did they eat of him? Uh, The whole head. The whole head. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's a barbacoa. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've never heard of... Of that. The the funny thing is they found his skull later on. <laughs> where, where? In like the dog shit? Yeah. <laughs> I guess they found it was like buried somewhere. I didn't get too far into that one, but. My God. There was also another case where he was testifying about a murder that involved gunshot wounds. And Malak was using DNA samples from a different corp, corpse. It's almost impossible to be this bad at your job. That's pretty bad. Or maybe he's good at lying, but like people would always they would they would go up to him and be like, "Why would you? Why are you lying about this? Like, like can you? What? Like there would be cameras there, and he'd just be like, "Oh no, no, no comment." And like the parents of these people of of these of of these kids that were killed in the tracks, they're just like, "Why would you lie about this?" And he would just be like, "Oh no, com- no comment, no comment," just like walk away. He was a real piece of shit. Yeah, that's. That's sketchy, dude. Yeah. I mean, you would think that Bill Clinton, who seems to be pretty careful with the people he has around him, that he would get rid of this dude. Or at least fire him. But, no, in fact, he was given a 40% raise. Governor, then Governor Clinton said that Malak was overworked and underpaid. I mean, that's, that's usually what happens when uh, you're talking about a bunch of kids being murdered on a fucking train track. Yeah. How do you miss a fucking rifle to someone's head or a stab wound? A train running over you does not, you're not going to have stab wounds <laughs> with the knife. Yeah, like, no, you, you wouldn't have, I mean, you would definitely have a, a possibly a horribly mangled corpse mm-hmm. where you can't attribute anything. Yeah. You know, like where it's like, there was also a tarp on top of these kids before the train hit them. Like the train conductor said there was a tarp on them. Like they're already dead. But then maybe they were already dead and the train was covering up evidence. Yeah. Well, they, they were saying like the, the, that the police were like, no, there was no tarp before that. They're like, no, no, no. We actually saw the tarp. So like there was like eyewitness people. There's a lot of witnesses to this, by the way. That, like, saw this. I would, like, I would imagine the train conductor would, would have saw it. Yeah. This big blue fucking <laughs> square on the tracks. Ahead yeah, of he's him. probably trying to stop. And he's probably like, get out of the way. And they're just these kids. You just see fucking feet out of the tarp. And then you just run over them. That must be terrifying. Because you can't stop a train. It takes miles to stop a train. Yeah, you can't stop a train. Like, whatever's in the way is going to get... He's going to get crushed. Yeah. But to get back to Kevin Ives and Don Henry's deaths on the train track, we have talked extensively extensively on the show about the drug drops that were happening in Minna, Arkansas. Like the the CIA operation that involved drug drops from low-flying planes, uh, all the Barry Seal stuff, CIA, uh, Southern Air Transport. I mean, we went over it extensively on the Epstein series. But the rumor was... Kevin and Don were out 
around this area where a drug drop occurred and were murdered. As we have said in the past few episodes, uh, in the past episodes is how the state of the state government of Arkansas work with the federal agents to coordinate these drug drops coming from Central America. Um, all, all the iron contra stuff and uh, just drug war on drugs, all this stuff. Um, we were saying in the beginning of the show about uh, just just this money laundering uh, program, which was fucking huge in the eighties and early nineties. Bill Clinton allowed this to happen. He knew in order to become president of the United States, he had to do some shit first to move up in the government to uh, to have a high profile job. A lot of times, you have to do some really dirty shit. That's why our government is full of a bunch of dirty. Fucking ambitious psychopaths. That's why our country is literally ran by psychopaths, sociopaths, people that will do anything for power. So, like, that's, I mean, that's that's why we're in the situation we are in right now. You need a bunch of criminals, monsters to run run the country. Or you don't need them. That's what, But that's what they feel like they have to do. But, yeah. Yeah, I, um... Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of, I, I, and it, to a certain extent, I think a lot of these types of um, career political people, not just key figures like presidents and governors and stuff like that, but the people around them believe in their cause so much that they kind of think on this macro level. They think about like things like legacy mm-hmm. and how they'll be remembered in history and what the perception of them will be. Yeah. To the extent where, like, okay, if, you know, yeah, it's, if, it's, if, if a couple people or a few thousand or a million people got to die during their term, it's like, hey, man, that's that's not what people will, will remember. People, well, it's, people will remember, you know, Monica Lewinsky. They won't. <laughs> they yeah, they're like, his scandal is Monica Lewinsky. Like, no, his scandal is he murdered a bunch of people and got away with it. And then he was, he was he would take flights to Epstein's Island like multiple times. Like not just mo- like <laughs> he was on like 25 different um, logs, like flight logs that we know of. Yeah, It's like something like that. I don't, I don't remember the exact number, but it's a lot. It's yeah, it's definitely more than Where he's 20. He's a, a regular. Yeah. Like, have you ever been to anywhere more than 20 times? On I was just going to say that. Like, have you ever been to a, a restaurant you're a regular at and you went, 20 over 25 times it's like have you flown anywhere 20 times no i don't think so. i think i've maybe close to it but like imagine 25 times to the same island like what are you doing over there he's like oh you know hanging out with the boys oh. yeah and i mean i it's um i don't know i i i think this is something that well it can it, it definitely can't ever be stopped Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, you would probably want uh, more non-sexual uh, predators and key positions of power mm-hmm. in any industry or or, or political office. But I think at the end of the day, this is um, hopefully, hopefully, um, that era as is kind of winding down kind of coming to an end. I don't think so. It, it's just like mm. when you think of did you ever watch House of Cards back in the day with uh, Kevin Spacey? I did, but the what uh, House of the the people in House of Cards mm-hmm. and the people 
of the like Clinton era, like the, like those people they they like to fuck. Oh yeah, like thirty years from now, some fucking some fucking like nerd who fucking was like, I remember. Oh, that's gonna be so nauseating. They're like, when I was a kid, it was COVID, and I was the <laughs> I had to heroically stay home with my family. They're gonna make that. They're gonna motherfuckers are gonna write books. It sounds like the Diary of Anne Frank. Like they were <laughs> hiding the floorboards of their house. They're already doing COVID. that. Yeah, and but those people don't. They, those people don't fuck. Those people don't have like eight or nine. Michelle kids. Obama just put out a book that says like what we did during COVID. Like what what would you have done different than what everyone else did? We were fucking forced. I, we were forced to like quit our jobs. You didn't have to quit your job. You had the easiest fuck. You were in Hawaii. Yeah. Shut up. I didn't comply with anything. I just fucking. I just ignored everybody, which is not the same as locking no, down. No, I. I showed up to work, and they're just like, "We're shutting down, and all of you guys can't work here anymore. We're only doing to goes." I was like, "Well, yeah. cool." <laughs> I mean, I technically got fired from my job, but to my job's um, credit, they did uh, keep us on uh, the insurance for a whole year after the fact. Well, that's so, cool. Mine so, didn't. Yeah, so that was cool, but I also was just like, I was still working. I was still, I mm. did a lot of, <laughs> I went to, I went out to Idaho, I went out to fucking Arizona, came to Texas. It was mm. just, I, I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't, I never... Well, you, stopped living. If anything, I traveled mm-hmm. more. If anything, I went out in public more during COVID. Yeah, because I just didn't care. Yeah, but like what, what I was saying about the House of Cards, like Kevin Spacey, his character before he became president, there was this journalist that was just trying to take him down that knew all of his secrets, mm-hmm. and he just fucking shoved her in front of a train. Right. <laughs> she basically exploded. Yeah. It's brutal. They're they're like they're in DC at their version of their subway, and he he just runs up and fucking pushes her in front of a train. Right, he did personally. Like he didn't even have a fucking killer. He was a killer. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that's yeah. I I just think that that's a thing that I'm theorizing. I think just low T politicians in the future will just have no. A murderous desire mm-hmm. at all they'll just they'll be too they'll be too big of pussies yeah i think that sort of air of like clintons and the bushes mm-hmm. like shit like that like the kennedys like that that era yeah. there's not going to be another era of like of that that's not going to happen even like the trump sons i don't see them being like they're all gonna be in politics or some shit. Like where they're gonna be this great. I don't know. Legacy. You don't. You don't think there will be a. Um, I think they like money too much. Yeah. And then they see I think, what their dad goes through. They're like, no. Yeah, and I think that I, I think you you have something there because I I think people are so over the Clintons that that, that yeah. um, Chelsea could never run. Oh yeah. Also, I don't I don't begrudge Chelsea Clinton or any of the uh, Trump children for not. Mm-hmm. Wanting to run for us, like fuck that shit. You don't think the Obamas, like the uh, Malia or what? God, other ones? started. No, I, I no. <laughs> they'll they'll go to Coachella and get cornholed in a fucking wigwam or some shit. And there's, I just don't think they'll have the ambition. Yeah, it's just like, I, gonna, think, I think it's kind of like the rich kid thing, where it's like there's there's like 
there's like they're gonna go to Astro World and get fucking trampled that's right. during during a satanic uh, ritual. Yeah, and yeah, it's there's a difference between like people who are born into money who care about things like legacy and family name yeah. and stuff like that, and then there's just you know people who were their parents were rich celebrities. It's, there's like there's a difference between like you know the the Trump kids and say Ozzy Osbourne's kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Ozzy Osbourne's kids, like, you know, they're, they're more probably closer to like a, a Hunter Biden type of situation than, you know, yeah. than like Don Jr. who has like four kids and he's married and, you know, mm-hmm. he's, you know, it's like, but then you just get into like, I don't want to get into like a morality thing. But I, but I mean, I think that's a part of it. I, just, I think that a civic duty to the country. I, just, mm. I, I just, I don't, I, I, I don't feel like that's a thing that like future politicians are gonna. They're not gonna have that, that fervor, that fire. They're just kind of doing it because they think it's something to do. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, who, how many fucking people just want to just get rid of the Constitution and don't give a fuck about you know individual rights and borders and shit like that. Like, yeah, I think, I think they're making way for like this new world government. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're just this past week. They're, they're like all the big banks are launching their own version of crypto. They're getting they're they're Isn't tra- that hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> banks. Have their own crypto. It's, it's bad. It's like, we're, 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 we're totally fucked. Oh, but <laughs> But That's yeah. when I heard when there's going to be government crypto. I'm like, get the fuck out oh, of here. Yeah. Government crypto. <laughs> like, don't be stupid. <sighs> but yeah, but, but yeah, so, so back to this, this whole thing with the, with the kids on the track, like the, the you have this whole crime scene that was messy where you, you have guns they did not put in that, that they did not investigate. Um, it, it was just like, it was sloppy. Like one of the kids foot with like, there was severed, body parts just left there for days and the mom would see it they're like you got to do something about this i don't want to see my kids fucking severed foot here it was like on the news they would show they would have these part body parts yeah. you walk past them because it's not a big it, it's like in saline arkansas which is like some town and these people are probably driving over that train track every day and they're seeing this crime scene with fucking body parts for for days like clean that up. He was there for days. They like, yeah. Why, why did they not clean up the? Because it, it was just sloppy. Because the, the mom had to complain about it. Like, can you guys clean this up? This is like traumatizing. Yeah, she probably wants to recover what's left of her child. Yeah. You know, it was just before it, the bugs and the coyotes get to it. Yeah, it's just like a form of uh, intimidation. You fuck with us. We're gonna leave. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna kill your kids. We're gonna let your dead body, your kid's dead body, be eaten away by fucking <laughs> flies and yeah, and coyotes. It's in August too, so it's like in the summer where it's hot. Mm. But um, but yeah, like I was saying earlier, there were like multiple witnesses that ended up like dying, like a lot of them. It's crazy. Like first off, there was Keith Coney in May of 1988, who was with. He was with the boys the day of their death and was telling people that the law enforcement was involved for the deaths. Two days after he said this, he was involved in a motorcycle accident. Authorities on the scene said that his throat had been slashed and that he was fleeing an attacker. Keith McCaskill, on November of 1988, 
which is this is like this is like I think one year after this happened was at the tracks that night. He had information on the incident. He was stabbed 113 times. <laughs> His murder was unsolved. Uh, Greg Collins, January of 1989, was subpoenaed to show up for the grand jury, which we'll get into the grand jury in a sec. He failed to show up because he was murdered with a shotgun blast to his face. His murder was unsolved. There's more. Bonnie Bearden, March 1989, who was friends with Collins and Coney, the uh, the last two guys that died, um, he disappeared. They found his clothing in a local lake, but his body was never found. Jeff Rhodes in April of 1989 was murdered after telling his family he knew too much about the murders of Kevin Dunn and McCaskill. He was shot in the head and set on fire and thrown into the dump. It's my favorite one. <laughs> and what was that death um, ruled as? Uh, unsolved. Unsolved. Yes. Mm. Uh, Richard Winters in July of 1989 was another grand jury witness. He was gunned down during a robbery, which was apparently staged to cover up the murder. Murder unsolved. Jordan uh, Kettleson in June of 1990 was believed to be associated with the McCaskill murder. So apparently this guy might have murdered that guy, McCaskill. He was killed by a shotgun blast to the head. He was ruled a suicide and no police investigation happened. He was cremated before the autopsy, autopsy could be performed. So these are now people that were involved in the in the drug drops and and the cover up. Mm-hmm. So like they were covering this stuff up and then they were being killed. <laughs> uh, another one, uh, Mike Samples in June of nineteen ninety five, which is like almost like ten years after almost almost ten years after it happened. He was another grand jury witness who was shot to death. Sources say we're saying that he was believed to be the guy that retrieved the drugs that were being dropped from the planes. So there are just like a lot of people that were associated that were there that same day. So maybe these guys were talking about they were going to like flip. And I mean, this, this is like the mafia. It's like mafia type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely not a, uh, doesn't sound like the type of job you would get a, uh, a paycheck for and, uh, know pay taxes on one of the crazier things i saw about the grand jury was they had 20 people were subpoenaed and were supposed to be witnesses at this at this actual grand jury and only three of them showed up and two of them were not allowed to present we're not we're we're not they weren't allowed to present their findings it was it was so like it was just a big kangaroo court like the, the the judge that was involved with this grand jury was was paid off. Like he was also involved with this. The, all these public officials, they were all connected to each other, so they all kind of protected each other. Hmm. I mean, it makes sense. I just don't understand why they would even go to the trouble to even do this. I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe there was enough... Uh, People were asking enough questions where they're like, we need to have, there needs to be court proceedings. And they're <laughs> like, okay. And then knowing nothing is going to happen yeah, it to was, anybody. We and, and this is like this whole grand jury thing. It just reminds me of uh, the whole thing with the Franklin scandal when they had their grand jury 
the same exact thing happened. The judge, the the prosecutors, they were all together. They were all corrupt. So, like, they didn't get a fair day in court. Grand juries are, are notorious, notorious for this kind of, like, kangaroo court-style stuff. So, like, this this is what was happening. Nothing was solved with this grand jury. Um... Yeah, and it, it was just—it was just an elaborate cover-up. Yeah. It was—I mean, to the—I mean, these are like state governments. It's—it's it's fucking, it's fucking awful. So, like, the thing about this whole case was, it was like it kept closing, and then it kept being reopened because these new investigators were coming to town, and they would see this. They're like, I want—I want to look more into this story. Uh, Gene Duffy. She was uh, an investigator, and she was uh, she came into town that she was a deputy pro- deputy prosecutor. On her first day, she was told she was not allowed to prosecute any public official. This is according to her. She started investigating the kids on the tracks case, not not knowing the corruption that was involved. She had investigators that had that were able to connect the public officials to this case. So she basically like she they told her not to do this, but she did it anyway. Um. She found out that it was a drug case. It, more than she, she took it from it just being a regular homicide to like it being even bigger, being an, an actual like drug thing, mm. drug case. And uh, um, she found that these ki- these kids didn't just get high and 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 get ran over by a train. She found out that the prosecutor Dan Harmon was deeply involved with this. Dan Harmon is a big name in this. Dan Harmon, the podcaster. Dan Harmon from uh, um, Rick and Morty. Yes, with that Dan Harmon. <laughs> Just want to make sure I got this right. He's a lot older than I thought. The Jesus creator Christ. Of, of Rick and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> has been involved in in, in cover-ups of, of murder of children. Hey, Rick, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't be just putting kids on a train track. <laughs> Okay. All right. I I see where you're going with yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, when Harmon felt Gene Duffy was on his trail, he began a smear campaign with with some of the local like newspapers, kind of like the Franklin scandal, where they would like they use the the newspaper and the local media to kind of trash this these people. Like in this case, it was Gene Duffy, this prosecutor. It made her like sound like she was a fucking. She was controversial, and like they started lying about her. It was crazy. They they ended up the this these newspapers ended up destroying her credibility, and uh, they ended up firing her because she was too controversial. So, while this was happening, Duffy began like fearing for her life. They started subpoenaing subpoenaing her. Jeez, can't say that. Um, her mom um, knew someone in dispatch with in the sheriff's department there, and and her they told her mom that that Jean Duffy better get the fuck out of town because if they arrest her, they're probably going to kill her. Mm. This was like this is she overheard a conversation of them saying this. And her mom's like, "You need to get out of here." So she like took her family. They leave Celine, Arkansas, and they just kind of wait for all this stuff to blow over. And uh, um, while she was gone, the U.S. Attorney Chuck Banks announced that no indictments would happen. All the people that were implicated were all cleared. So, like, they, these guys won Well, for this part. A few years later, a new investigator 
comes to town. His name is John Brown. He moved to Saline, Arkansas in 1998. Just like Duffy, he was told to stay away from the case. He investigated it anyway. He came up with the same conclusions as Duffy. He he interviewed Duffy's main witness, uh, Charlene Wilson. And Charlene Wilson, it's fucked up what they did to her. So she was the main witness to um, to to Gene Duffy. But she had a few drug things that happened to her. And, like, she's, like, a first-time offender. But Harmon, this prosecutor, found out that she had been talking. And he went ballistic on her. He said to her, he's like, I told you, bitch. Well, this is what she said, <laughs> according to her. He says, I told you, bitch, if you talk to anyone, I'm going to throw you in prison. And look, you're going to prison now. So she had, being a first-time offender... For drugs, they threw her in jail for 30 years. First time offender for drugs. Yeah. But I think she had a felony level of drugs. Mm. But you, a lot of times they just get probation or like yeah, they have would, a reduced. That would be my next question. It's like how much drugs does she have on her? I don't know. I'm not too familiar with that. She have like a, like a, a cinder block of ketamine or cunt or something? Yeah. Like <laughs> Like that, thirty years is a long time. Yeah. Well, Dan. Har- so Dan Harmon and this judge John Cole were able to put Wilson in jail for thirty years for some drug charges, even though she was a first-time offender. Mm-hmm. And then a new investigator came in. Remember, there's a lot of different. This new investigator comes in. His name is Russell Welch. He was an investigator that that he was. This guy was really good. He had guys on tape that were actually pilots for the CIA. He found out uh, where these drops were. Like, he had some really good informants. So this informant um, told him that Don and Kevin were, in fact, killed because of a connection in Mena, Arkansas. They were, like, he was basically just saying, like, these kids were, like, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Damn. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's not, like, these kids were not involved with with this thing at all they're just kind of out there like some people were saying that they were just like they're hunting and then that rifle that they had was used to get these deers but they had a flashlight there's like a, a certain way that they that they hunt where they where they'll flash the light in front of the deer's eyes to blind them and then they shoot them yeah i'm not too familiar with that with that technique <laughs> <laughs> but i guess this is how they this is how they do in arkansas but um russell welch was able to talk to a pilot that did drops in the area. The pilot said that the boys were in the area in a drop zone called A-12. Uh, one of the people involved in the cover-up was um, Robert Shefford. So we'll almost start kind of getting into, like, these big uh, people that, that were able to suppress this information. So Robert Shefford, Shepard, who was, uh, he was basically Bill Clinton's, like, Drugs are. He used to be in, in the sheriff's office under Dan Harmon, but while he was like this drugs are, he was like across the hall from Bill Clinton. Yeah, like he was he was he was his guy, like almost like a second hand <clears throat> type of guy. Shefford tried to suppress the story like multiple times when the, when this was happening. Um. In 1990, he met with U.S. Attorney Chuck Banks and persuaded him to ignore Gene Duffy. He also 
told Detective John Brown to stay away from the story if he wanted to keep his career. So yeah, this is this is where all the suppression started. Dan Harmon was a, was a fucking loose cannon too. He like while while this was all going on during the investigation, he was like he was like arrested for like tax evasion. Nice. He of course <laughs> you can never I, you can never escape the IRS. That's just, they'll they'll get anybody. They don't they they're the only ones that actually do their fucking job. Yeah. I'm not saying they're good, but they will they will pop you even if you're working with the government. But he was he also had some like domestic violence um like cases hanging over his head. Like uh he I mean he used to beat his wives allegedly one another alleged incident was him biting one of his wife's thumbs off. So <laughs> he must have been on coke because you can't fill your teeth. <laughs> yeah, the thumb wouldn't. I, I wouldn't choose that to be the first finger I would try to bite off of somebody. Yeah, damn, he bit it off though. A, like a thumb. There's a lot of meat and connective tissue tendons. Ooh, just getting bit. That, that, Getting ugh. bit is awful. Yeah, I've been, I've been bit a few times during physical confrontation. Yeah, and when it happens, you're gonna scream. You're gonna go, ah! Yeah, I, I, I fucking I, I screamed and I and I immediately got so insanely pissed off mm-hmm. that the adrenaline kind of. But getting bit is like you. It's it's awful. Yeah, they don't bite people. Yeah, it's a bitch move. Yeah, don't <laughs> do not bite. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Um, so his license was suspended, his his law license, but the suspension was quickly quickly rescinded by some of the higher-ups in Arkansas. So this is, these people being connected, they can basically do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So after all of this, Linda Ives, this is the mother of Kevin Ives, uh, he was told from FBI agent Bill Temple in light of the fact that uh, quote, in the light of the fact there is no evidence at time you consider the fact that a crime has not been committed. Judge Steed, a person that was allegedly involved in the cover-up, his lead investigator, Rick Elmendorf, another person involved, was appointed Benton police chief. There, uh, Elmendorf was able to keep reports of Harmon's cr- criminal activities from the public. So these guys... That were like moving up. They, I mean, they they all kind of like cleaned up after each other. Yeah. And when they clean up for each other, they 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 like say like this guy, like you you move him up to police chief. He's gonna he's gonna get rid of your your domestic violence charges, or he's gonna he's gonna wipe your your everything. Well, he could. He 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 he'll. I don't know what the term I'm looking for, but yeah. Yeah, he'll. Uh, yeah, he'll. I mean, he'll he'll scratch your back if you scratch his. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Which I I I totally get. That's I mean, that's sort of the basis of corruption, right? It's like it's like I have the power to do certain types of things, and you have the power to do certain types of things. So mm-hmm. if you need a certain thing done, I can kind of grease the wheels to make that happen. But in turn, if if I need something, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's like some Godfather shit. It's like it's the I, mafia. When I come to you. You know, I I expect a, I expect a, the favor to be returned. Yeah, 
That's uh, it's pretty dark. It's super dark. Yeah. So after all this was said and done, the people involved were promoted. Good job. Good for them. Investigator Don Birdson, Birdsong was elevated to state police liaison to Governor Clinton's office. U.S. Attorney Chuck Banks was nominated for federal judgeship position. Medical examiner Fami Malak was promoted to a cushy job in the state health department. Director Jocelyn Elder, who helped cover for Malik, uh, I mean for Malik, was appointed Surgeon General of the United States uh, by President Bill Clinton. Isn't that great? Dan, yeah, so like these, these guys were, by doing all this awful stuff, were able to fail up. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you had this happen in Waco. This is like a, a very, like, during the Clinton, uh, during his reign, he, these people would fail up all the time. Like in Waco, these, the, like the FBI agents that did this really awful shit ended up getting better jobs in the federal government after they murdered a bunch of kids. They murdered a bunch of American citizens. Yeah. So, but instead of these people never being able to work again or going to prison, they got promoted. Yeah, I wonder what the flip side of that is. I wonder what, like, like they did all this horrible shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, whoever promoted them and gave them new jobs, I wonder if they were like, yeah, but they also, you know, helped pass this bill that saved a lot of people or fed a lot of homeless people or got mm-hmm. certain social programs in. It's like, like, what good did they do? Uh, I mean, what you know what I mean? When's like, last time something good, like I don't know, like when's last time the government did anything good? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not asking you directly, but I wonder mm-hmm. what some of these people like. You know, is it like I, what, like, I changed my life around? I used to fucking uh, cover up a bunch of kids being murdered, but now well, I'm, I'm. I mean, not so much change their life around, but I mean. You know, two things could. That was be the old possible. me. <laughs> Imagine them saying that's that was the old me. We were crazy back then. Yeah, There's a bunch of wild kids in Arkansas. Yeah, I, I mean, I think two things could be possible at the same time. Where it's like, yeah, this guy did a lot of terrible stuff, but mm-hmm. that same level of power and influence was used to do positive things. So I, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise, like, why promote horrible people? Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you sense? well the the reason you move these people up is because they're capable of doing the worst more, shit, more terrible things. Yeah, they're like you. We you might we might need to ask you to do something that's really awful, and we want to make sure that you're the guy. You're like, well, uh, I helped cover up uh, two kids being murdered. Yeah, like, oh, okay, okay, that's that. I think I think that passes. That's on their like that's on their cover sheet to their resume. Yeah, they they want they want criminal. It's kind of like, well, not kind of like. But like whenever when you work in a restaurant, you want I, I know Anthony Bourdain talks about it with your sous chef that has a he's 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 just like a street smart kind of criminal that you need to have there, like that will do that will get shit done. Yeah. That's kinda like what but like on a on a more sinister level that the government has. They want yeah. they want some fucking criminals that are gonna get shit done. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do dirty shit. They're 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 gonna I mean, they got to kill somebody. I mean, they, they're they not going to snitch because they already have a bunch of stuff on them. So, like, that's another thing. You can yeah. you have them for power. We're like, 
They're like, well, you fucking did all this awful shit. If you don't do what I say, then then the worst shit's going to happen to you. And they're like, all right, well, do whatever. Do what it takes. Do what it takes. <laughs> hey, man, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. I like your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you're hired. That was, that was, you are now you are now the judge in the Eighth Circuit. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like the like the movie Mr. Mom. Michael Keaton was like, "Hey, whatever it takes." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so basically, all these guys get away with it, except for uh, Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon eventually got caught up. Like he, yeah, he he, he started Rick and Morty. Yeah, he started Rick and Morty. Became a successful uh, uh, anim- uh, animation television show producer. Hey, hey, Dan! They're gonna come. The government's gonna come and get you. Yeah. And uh, listen, Rick. I mean, let, let, listen, uh, a little shit. I, I could do whatever I want. Yeah, that's how you move up in the world. Like, like you want your own cartoon. Yeah. You know, you got to play ball. Yeah. So he, so he eventually got a. Uh, he eventually was charged in a federal court in 1997. He was charged with racketeering, drug smuggling, and extortion. So racketeering is a big one. That's showing that he was involved in organized crime. Yeah, that's a that's also known as a conspiracy. Yes, <laughs> it really is. Ooh, conspiracy. Yeah, that's that's a real conspiracy. One thing they did not charge him with is murder. Yeah. Even though those kids, they said it was a homicide case, they did not put murder on there. They didn't even bring it up in charges. Well, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, they couldn't so much. Sometimes it's like, okay, we can get people on certain things, but we can't get them on other stuff. True. So you got to go after what you can get them for. Otherwise, you run the risk of something like a mistrial or some mm-hmm. shit. It's like you, you got to get people for what you can get them for. But he, it's, it's like it's like like Rico Law trying mm-hmm. to like trying to Put prosecute too much. the fucking mafia. It's like, what can we get them for? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like, like, what was it? Uh, like Al Capone, was it? They got him on fucking like tax, tax evasion. evasion. Yep. And imagine how many goddamn dead people are. Uh, a Should we get him for all the murder? Thing? Nah, that's not. We're not gonna no. be able to get that tax money. Tax money. That's what we. That's what we. You want. can follow the money, but we got to dig up a bunch of bodies. Yeah, that's and, a little dirty. Let's and, just and get no the money. No one's talking about where the bodies are, so we'll, let's let's get them what we can get them on. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's what I think is going on. But, yeah, so he he gets these pretty serious charges. Goes to a federal prison, which is pretty cushy. So he serves eight years, gets out of jail, and I think in uh, I think he served up until like two thousand and nine or two thousand seven. I don't remember the year. Wow! But a few years later, he gets arrested again because he's trying to sell drugs to an undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's kind of he's a dumb a, guy yeah that's that's not too bright yeah you also shouldn't be just try not to sell drugs if you can help it yeah but i mean i think there's always one fall guy and i think he was just the fall guy because they're like he's he's sl- he's he's even sloppy for th- these types of people like we literally had a medical examiner that said someone died after losing their head of an ulcer. Yes. But this guy is even worse. He's uh he he loves doing coke. He was a big coke guy. Yeah. And then like he there is like when the all the domestic violence stuff happened, the judge was like, 
dude, just just take a, a we'll just put you on probation. You just take a drug test once a month. And he was like, no, fuck that. <laughs> when you take the drug test. And then they're just like, all right, fine. Like, we'll we'll just get rid of it. I don't care. Like, I'm not taking the goddamn and drug test. Yeah. <laughs> He's a man of principle. Yeah. Let me do my drugs. You, you can extract my piss from my cold, dead corpse. <laughs> <laughs> if he said that, man, I'll get that on a fucking T-shirt. By the way, the T-shirts coming up. They'll be here by the end of the week, but I will Excellent. be in New York. New York, yeah. Or, or in the future, I am in New York as I'm saying this. He's currently in New York. And yes. I, and I am uh, currently working on episode 50 of Skeleton Factory. Yeah, he's uh, he needs to get that turkey in the... He needs to get that thing prepped out. Yeah. Um, I, I, let's see. I currently... Uh, you've just listened to my... Uh, my episode on the Beaver Trilogy uh, films. Mm -hmm. That's what you just listened to, even though that's two episodes from now. <laughs> he's going to be busy. I'm a busy guy. Yeah, it's going to be a busy week. If you guys are, are just driving around, going to visit uh, in-laws or visiting family, just drive safe. We're, I, don't, it just, I, I really want to throw a, a, a Clinton one at you guys. Um, yeah, just... You can um, follow uh, Adam Skeleton Factory. You want to give your, your your show a quick little shout out? Sure. Yes, uh, Skeleton Factory Podcast. You, if you listen to Spotify, I'm on there. I'm on Apple Podcasts. You can just look it up. Skeleton Factory Podcast. It's a podcast dedicated to uh, cult film specifically, and uh, I talk about other shit too, but. Uh, mostly it's if you're into movies and you're like a movie dark, you can uh, listen to Skeleton Factory. It's at uh, Skeleton underscore Factory on Instagram. It's at SF Podcast ATX on Twitter. And uh, you can support the show at Patreon.com forward slash Skeleton Factory. There's also more audio episodes there. A lot of them are available for free. So if you already plowed through all the regular Skeleton Factory episodes, you can go plow through the patreon episodes as well and become a patron it's greatly appreciated yeah thank you for listening go go in the uh find out what if you're like a big movie buff go watch these movies that he's gonna talk like you could go through the whole catalog and see what what movies he's gonna talk about watch it first and then what then listen to the podcast it's it's it it's part of the whole experience it's it's a great thing to do yeah and the next episode i'm gonna do a bunch of uh like weirdo movies like i'm going to talk about the greasy strangler a documentary called clay dreams about the guy who invented like clay uh animation um a really horrible horror movie called bitch ass um this really interesting kind of like psychological thriller horror film uh called um masking threshold really interesting and then I'm, i think maybe if i have time i'll bring up um the new uh Alex Lee Moyer documentary called Alex's War. It's about Alex yes. Jones. <laughs> Dude, that 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 might I I, I want to be part of that. I haven't watched it yet. I might I might watch it on the plane. Yeah, it, it, it might be awkward for people sitting next to me. Yeah, imagine watching uh, the Greasy Strangler on a plane and having like a mother <laughs> sitting behind you, slightly. <laughs> to your left who's like breastfeeding her child and you're watching the greasy strangler anyone who's seen that movie like you know exactly uh what i'm talking about yeah the movie's disgusting but it's entertaining yeah but 
Um, yeah, so check us out at con underscore man underscore podcast on Instagram at comment podcast one, uh, patreon.com forward slash comment podcast, uh, rumble odyssey, YouTube, YouTube. We're almost out of this, this weird, uh, uh, thing where we had two strikes. So strikes should expire in a few weeks. And I'm, I'm going to st- try to get more clips on there. I've been, I've been so busy with all this other stuff. I need to, I need to really start boosting up that, that YouTube audience. But yeah, definitely follow us on, on Patreon. That 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 sh- that helps us out a lot. And you guys, I, I gotta give a special thanks to you guys because you guys have been fucking killing it. We have more bonus content coming at you, also. But yeah, um, we have another episode still to re- record. So a little peek behind the behind the curtains. But yeah, yeah. In case you don't notice, if we're wearing uh, we're wearing the exact same clothes in the next episode, I might just pop this off. I got oh, a shirt under. Now that I said that, I might change clothes. Yeah, I might change hats just to throw people off. I'm gonna go like this. Oh shit! Oh yeah! I'm a oh little... no! You and I could just switch hats. Oh yeah! You <laughs> can wear my Salem fucking pentagram hat I got in Salem. That's a great hat. I know it's so goofy. I feel like a like a, a fat Wiccan uh, goth girl. Yeah. It's a great hat. Yeah. But yeah, so tell your friends about the show. Tell your family members. Play this while you're cooking your turkey. Uh, or if just, you're traveling to see your family. If you're doing any traveling, podcasts are really fantastic. Yeah, and tell and, and, and this is a good one if like you have your when you guys want to talk about the midterms, you could just talk about how evil the Clintons are <laughs> and just throw this shit on because these are all facts. Take everything that I say literal. Because I mean, we're, we're going to be doing more Clinton body count episodes very soon because there's so many. Vince Foster, that's a good one. There's the, there's there's more bodies than we can do in episode uh, episodes on. Yeah, we'll be like on episode 1000. But yeah, <sighs> thanks for checking us out. Um, just keep sharing the show. Um, help help us grow the show. It, it, it's growing a lot, actually, on audio. Um, like I thought we would, we would start losing people, but no, we're, we're actually gaining people again. So it's a, this is all good news. I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, we're, I mean, the show's growing people in the conspiracy theory, uh, kind of world are, are like starting to dig the show. Like we're, 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 we're getting this whole new fan base really excited. So keep Keep spreading the word. Uh, hit me up on Instagram. I'll, 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 I'll love talking with the fans. Yeah, and all of you who uh, do hit me up on Instagram uh, from the show, that's uh, that's very cool. I get a lot of random kind of crossover people, people who are into Skeleton Factory, but also are like really into conspiracy theories. Yeah, like, hey, what's up? Have you seen this fucking movie? You ever notice there's a lot of fucking there's a lot of pentagrams and triangles in it. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, I never noticed. <laughs> but thank you, though. Dude, my best conversations have been at like 3 a.m. 3 a.m. by talking to these people. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's fun. That's when fun. you send me all the show notes. You're like, here, yeah. here's the show notes at fucking 2.59 a.m. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I've been asleep since 10. Yeah, uh, it's, this is that's where I thrive late at night. Yeah, you do. You're like a werewolf. Yeah, I am. Just look at me. Yeah, we'll we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Yeah, I'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.